Welcome to the Women Majoring in Marriage podcast with your host, Janice L. Vance. Girl, if you are a married woman that desires not just to have a surviving marriage, you know, the kind that's just on cruise control, but actually want a thriving marriage, you are in the right place. If you are engaged, this show can inspire you to prepare for your marriage before preparing for that expensive wedding day. Oh, and all my single ladies out there that are in their season of waiting on God to send your husband, we've got something for you as well. Girl, marriage is not hard, but it certainly is work. So relax, get your pen and paper, and let us major in marriage. Well, hello to all my queens out there. This is Janice Vance with the Women Major in Marriage podcast. I am so excited about we're on episode 40, Queens. Can you all believe that we are now on episode 40? And I remember that when I was really praying and seeking God, should I do a podcast when I was working on it? And now I can't believe that I'm on episode 40 and I only do them twice a month. So I just appreciate you, Queens, for continuing <clears throat> to rock with me. Y'all know my boys coming and go. I had a, the flu a month ago and I'm still having symptoms. <clears throat> I just want to thank you, Queens, for continuing, continuing to rock with me. Today, I have a very special guest with me, a very special guest with me. And I'm going to introduce her to you all. I know that you all will be blessed. I pray that you will find something in this interview that will resonate with you. Of course, you know that these interviews is to inspire you. You know, we as women, married women, and this platform is for those that are married that want to not just have a surviving marriage, want a thriving marriage. And to those that are engaged to prepare for their marriage before preparing for the big wedding day. And then to those that are single, that are in their season of waiting, to inspire you, you, you in your season of waiting, you might, marriage might not be what you want. Maybe you'll learn something, be able to, something to be able to resonate with you because marriage look beautiful, but it, I, like I was telling Melissa that it's not, it's not for the faint, it's not for the faint. So I hope that you will be inspired. I'm going to introduce my guest. I'm so, I'm so excited that she accepted my invitation. Her name is Melissa McGill. Y'all not gonna believe where she's from. Y'all, 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 I I I got it going on. I got it going on, okay? Where she is from. <laughs> she is from Honolulu, Hawaii. Wow. What a beautiful place. What a beautiful place. My husband and I went to uh Hawaii. It been it's been over ten years. God time it's been over ten years. We stayed there nine days, and we could have stayed a little longer. It was the most beautiful place. You have to go there to really, really see what it's like. But Coach McGill, she's a woman of God. That says a lot right there. A mother, a military spouse, a coach, an author, and a mentor. She is passionate about helping women become <clears throat> their best self. She is also passionate about healthy marriage and relationship. She wants to encourage others because she knows what it feels like to not have anyone. 
So I'm going to introduce to you all my guest for the number 40 podcast, Coach Melissa McGill. And at the end, we'll, we'll see how we can connect with her, what group she has, because that's how I've been following her on Facebook. That's how I met her. We never met in person. Never really had a long con. We never had a long conversation other than me reaching out to her about this podcast. So I just, I just thank God for connection, divine connection. So, uh, Coach Melissa, we're gonna let you have it. Aloha, beautiful ladies. Thank you, Coach Janice, for having me. I am so honored to be here with you today because you know, just like you follow me, I've been following you too for years <laughs> when the time permits because you know, of course, over here in Hawaii, I'm six hours behind the East Coast and et cetera because, you know, different time zones. But I try to tune in when I can. So thank you so much that. for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. And you're right. It is such a divine connection because I love it when you say we're not just looking for marriages that to survive. We're looking for them to thrive. And I was like, yes, sis, say that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank you again. And aloha, aloha. Aloha means hello. Aloha means goodbye. Aloha also means love. So when I keep saying aloha, I just know it's aloha. one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> aloha. <laughs> Yes, so I'm I'm just honored to be here and just uh, you know glad you chose me to talk about these things uh, in marriage today. Oh, and the, the subject that you chose was overcoming unrealistic expectations. Can you tell us how did you arrive at that topic? Yes, so I don't know if you sisters are like me. But I had my standards before I got a husband. I had my standards and I was going to stick by those standards no matter what. You know, of course, we want the man to have good credit, not have uh, children on the outside, be a man of God. Um, the, the basics, be honest, be trustworthy, all of those good things. We want those characters. But I went a little bit further. I had some real unrealistic expectations. Like he could not be shorter than six feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for those of you who don't know me, have never seen me, I'm only five two. But uh, <laughs> he, he could not be under six feet tall. He had to have dreads or at least long hair. You know, I guess I was looking for a Samson or somebody. <laughs> oh, man. He, I wanted his mother dead. I know, right? Isn't that right? Isn't that crazy? But so let, hold on, ladies, because I know y'all probably saying, what? Don't clutch your pearls yet. Let me explain. <laughs> See, I had been privy to seeing. That's a, the first time I heard that. Yeah, yeah, but let me say that's why I said unrealistic expectations. I had been privy to seeing a man who, what we call a uh, a mama's boy, to where his mother was so involved in that relationship in that marriage that. 
Uh, she knew everything. She knew when her son and his wife was intimate because he shared everything with his mother. His mother had such a say-so in his marriage that, I mean, the wife truly suffered from depression because of it. The mother had a key to her son and his wife's house. Wow. Yeah, and I know you guys may have heard mm -hmm. of some things like this, but I witnessed this, saw this, and I was like... Oh, we that is just way too much. Yes. Um, to the point where th this mother tried to fight the wife. I mean, physically fight the wife. Now, I thank God that the wife, you know, was a Christian wife and <laughs> took everything to God in prayer. But, you know, even at that point, you know, Jesus tells us to turn the other cheek. And <laughs> I will say this wife was trying really hard to turn the other cheek. <laughs> But, you know, they just uh, come a breaking point. Where are the boundaries? So that is part of the reason that part of my expectations is, Lord, I don't, I don't ever want to go through that. So how about let's just have his mother just dead so I won't have to deal with that. <laughs> right? It seems crazy. It really does. But when you when you witness that kind of toxic relationship with no healthy boundaries, you know, you start to think, how would this affect me personally? Mm. So that was one of my unrealistic expectations. You know, have her just dead. I didn't say, God, you know, just make it to where he's, uh, you know, a man of valor. I went beyond that. <laughs> you went way beyond. I went way beyond. <laughs> so, um, you know, and of course, I wanted him to have a good job and, you know, drive a nice car and have a good house. So in my dating season, God was like, my silly child, okay, <laughs> I'm going to let you have what you think you need. Mm. I'm going to let you date this person, and, but not marry them. So he... Uh, just let me have my own free will, as we know our God does. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I actually dated this guy for a brief period who was maybe he was six, six. He was tall. Ooh. He had the dress. Oh, he looked good now. Wow. Sisters, when I tell you he looked good, he looked good. <laughs> G-U-D good. Oh, man. Uh, his mother was not in the picture. So I thought, okay, God has sent me yes, just what I was asking for. Hmm. After about, I don't know, the third week, I was like, what is this? <laughs> mm -hmm. Because even though he was the epitome, excuse me, the epitome of the physical thing that I thought I wanted, there was no substance. There was mm -hmm. nothing inside. So now I've already dedicated, you know, a couple of weeks and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to see this out because, you know, this is kind of what I wanted. These are my, my standards. You know, he drives a nice car and, you know, he's the physical part of what I wanted, you know, maybe because he's a little bit younger, you know, maybe the substance will come, you know, I'm making all sorts of excuses. Right, 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 right. So after several months, um, it just dawned on me, 
that I was dating someone who was just a beautiful piece of nothing. Mm. There was, you know, there was everything that I wanted in the appearance, but he had no substance on the inside. He was jealous. He was insecure. He was so jealous and insecure that he was envious of my relationship with my family, my own sister and brother-in-law, um, to the point where he didn't want my family to even come to my house. Wow. <laughs> yeah, mm. so after about six months, I said, okay, God, take him back. <laughs> this is not... I'm sorry. This, yeah, no, this is not what I really wanted. So God had to show me, okay, your unrealistic expectations is not the plan that I have for you. Mm. I have something better for you. Stop looking at the outside and look at, you know, is he a man after God's own heart? Is he a man of valor? Is he going to come in and take care of you and adore you and blend with your family. Cause you know, some people say, well, you don't marry the family. You just marry that person. No, that's not mm -hmm. true. The families really do yeah, need to have, cool. yeah, they need, they need to have some kind of um, relationship. It doesn't have to be, you know, so tight, but you have to mesh. You have to have a connection. Right. right. So I went back to my, my standards, my expectations and I went to the Bible and I went to, uh, I always say the name wrong, Habakkuk. Habakkuk. Yes, I went there. And, you know, it tells us to write the vision and make it plain. And that's what I did. And ladies, when I tell you that when I wrote everything, I wrote everything. I said, okay, God, I'm not even going to worry about the appearance, the size, the height, the, you know, the things that I was saying. I'm going to talk more in depth about the inside and the future and what I actually want with the husband. Uh, and when I tell you I went into details, I even went into details about sex, ladies. Because, you know, I'm like, it says write the vision and make it plain. God already knows what's on the inside. So I'm going to write all of this down. You know, this is what I want as far as intimacy, this is what I want as far as date night and having fun and how I want him to interact with my family. And, you know, when I tell you that it was maybe four pages long, but these were not unrealistic expectations. Mm -hmm. These were things of integrity and things of value and morals that I was actually writing about. And I wrote it all down. I folded it up and I put it in the Bible and I said, okay, I'm, I'm done dating. And I'm just going to go about my life. And so <laughs> God sent me my husband that I'm married to now. And ladies, he's like 5'9". <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and the voice, the voice that I heard was like, why do you need somebody 6'6", six, 6'2", six, six, six? you 5'2", yourself. He's taller than you. That's all that matters. <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> that's all that matters. Exactly. Yes, but the most important thing is that God sent me someone who can grow with me during conflict. Because even in my unrealistic expectations, I didn't even cover conflict in there because conflicts are going to arise. 
Yes. You have to have someone that's going to grow with you during those times. A wise woman said to me one time, a long time ago, <clears throat> you know, I'm like, how do you guys, because they have been married over 60 years. I'm like, how did you guys make it over 60 years together? She was like, we didn't give up at the same time. And I was like, wow, that is deep. So what she mean is when she was giving up, her husband wasn't, he was the, he was the strong person. He was the one that said, you know, we're going to keep this marriage going. And when he was giving up, right. She was the one to say, no, we're not giving up. We're going to keep this marriage going. And you have to have that, you know, Mm -hmm. that has to be part of a thriving marriage. You both can't give up at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I mean about sending me someone that can grow with me because, you know, just like when my husband has his faults, I have mine too. And we have got to be in a place to where when we have faults, not to be so much to hinder on those faults or to point them out or to criticize, but to help mm-hmm. that person see those faults and to grow from them. Not yes. just point, because, you know, sometimes in relationship, we're so quick to point those things out. Oh, you're doing this, this, and this, but we don't have Mm -hmm. the solution. We don't have that encouragement of how to overcome that thing. Mm -hmm. So my husband and I, we're, you know, this is where I say that has been the best for us, that we have learned to grow together, um, to not only point out each other's shortcomings, but to say, okay, let's try this to see if this is going to, you know, help you through this thing so that it will benefit us, not just benefit me, but to benefit us. We have the more of the us mindset than just the me mindset. Right. So yeah, those unrealistic expectations can truly um, hinder a marriage. So my way of overcoming it was God let me experience what I thought I wanted. Mm -hmm. And to see that that was not for me. Mm-hmm. That just truly was not for me. He had to let me see that. And I'm not saying that this is everybody's testimony, but it truly was mine. <laughs> and, you know, I thank God that it was only a short period that, it, you know, I didn't invest a lot of years into that thing. I thank God that he gave me the wisdom to see quickly that, okay, yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> Take exactly. it back, Lord. <laughs> yeah, so... You know, I'm thankful that I had that experience that, you know, God let me see it. So sometimes he has to let us see the worst so that we will know how to appreciate the best. The best. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. How long have you all been married? So my husband and I now have been married. I tell people we have 36 years of marriage experience. I have to keep up with it. My husband keep up with it better than I do. (laughs) 36 years of marriage experience. And I say experience because that's truly what it has been. Mm-hmm. Um, you Because each season is different. You know, yes. the season when we were very younger was okay. You know, we did younger things. Then as we, you got middle age, it, well, not so much middle age, but uh, young adulthood, you young know, adult. we, we, yeah, we did things. And now we're both kind of in that middle age. I don't know. I'm a senior citizen. I consider myself. <laughs> Look, I got my AARP card and everything. So <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> so, you know, because seasons change. So 
everything has been an experience and we've learned from it. Some we still haven't learned from, we're still, you know, working on. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, we have four wonderful adult children and one who is married and we tell them the same thing. They're young and married and we tell them the same thing. It's going to be an experience. So, you know, prepare for those seasons. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's good. I talk about that a lot about seasons in marriage because um, we do change, you know. Yeah. And that's why I got laid on my heart to name my coaching business "Women Majoring in Marriage," the marriage yeah. major, women majoring in marriage. And I say the marriage major, not saying that I'm an expert. I've been married forty five right. years. I married my junior high school sweetheart, yeah. and I'm still, I'm still, I wouldn't say I'm an expert. That's why I say right. majoring. I'm majoring. I'm learning. Yes. I'm learning. I'm constantly learning. And it bothers me when I hear people say they have a perfect marriage. I think that those are people that has just have a stagnant marriage and they just don't get right. content with the way it is. And, oh, you mm-hmm. do what you want to do. I do what I want. To do. And there's no growth. But if you're trying yes. to grow, and if you're trying to grow, your marriage is not perfect because right. you're not the same person. You're not the I'm not the same person I was when I got married. Absolutely. And neither is he. We and then Absolutely. we got married. Then we were next, we was playing the family, then working on careers and all yes. those different and all those different things. So we had yes. a, a lot of things, you know, you you going through a lot of se- different seasons. So yes. the thing is to embrace those seasons and learn and learn from those seasons that you're in. Yes. You know, we, yes. oh, oh, I don't I don't I don't want to be married no more. He ain't right. he ain't the person he used to be. You should be glad. Right, exactly. You should be you should be glad but you're not the same person you you used to be and exactly you can't expect you can't expect the same thing we we're different we're older absolutely so people, what would you say that you see a lot of coach that people in married married women since we're talking focusing on women mm-hmm. what what do you see a lot of people maybe 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 the, the biggest struggle, I would say, the biggest struggle that they're um, facing, because, you know, mm-hmm. people, I think it's society has made it so easy to get out of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can you can you can have an uncontested divorce where you're, you're not arguing over anything. Y'all in agreement. You pay this little money and you get out of it. Hey, you get the fork. I get the spoon. Yes. You get the lamp and I get the table. You know, everybody don't agree to them and it's simple and they just go on with their life. But I constantly ask, did God lead you to this divorce? Did you fight? Did you really fight or was you just tired? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what what are you what are you seeing? What are you seeing? Because there's so many people that are they're they're getting divorces. They get they changing it just like, you know, Mm -hmm. anything. Never mind. Right, like it's a thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like it's a thing. Never mind. You go on jobs where you don't get along with people, but you make the best right. out of it. You don't just walk yes. away. Yes. You have your supervisor that you might not agree with. Right. You right. make the best out of it. You do. You do. One of the things that I see more of, and people are not willing to accept when I tell them this, I see a lot of selfishness on both mm-hmm. sides, the husband and the wife. 
Um, we are such a society of individualism. And, and here in Western civilization, I'm talking about the whole United States, we are just a society, a society of individualism. So people are all about themselves. You don't see as much of that in other cultures. And I have truly lived amongst other cultures and see, um, you know, we I some, sometimes we talk about, you know, other cultures, especially the Asian cultures, how they, you know, as family, they do everything as a group. You know, when they do for one, they do for everybody. Well, that's not such a bad thing. But what I see in Western society is the individualism and it pours into marriages. Everybody is thinking about what they can get for themselves. Mm. Um, how this, you're, you're affecting me. It's all about me. You're affecting me. Um, you're making me feel this way. You should be doing this for me. So I see a lot of that. And when that person is not getting or receiving what's for them, then they're ready to walk away. Like you said, society has also made it so easy to walk away. Mm -hmm. Unlike, you know, in the older days where you had to stick it out. Now, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing because, you know, being raised also by my great grandmother, you know, I learned that there were some things that, you know, some of those women back then should have walked away from. But right. that's exactly. for a different topic on a different day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, it shouldn't be so easy just to give up when you're not getting your way. Um, a lot of the things that I tell my clients are what is beneficial for, for the team, for the marriage, for both of you, not just for you, but what would be beneficial? Have you sat down and had that conversation about, you know, team us, you know, how is this, how is this going to affect us as, as a couple, not just me? Mm -hmm. And it's both, it's, it's, it's the husband and the wives, you know. Um, I, I was actually talking to someone just in random yesterday. And she mentioned to me about, you know, how her husband just, like you said, isn't the man that he once was. And I said, well, neither are you. You just told me that you're in perimenopausal stage. So I know you're not the same. <laughs> you know, because... I've been through that. So I know that we change when we go through those stages. Mm -hmm. So, And I said, this is why I believe that we should have marriage checkups. And Janice, I know that you follow my page and I do those often. When is the last time you had a marriage checkup? Okay, ladies, it's time for a marriage checkup. Mm -hmm. Because we go to the doctor annually to get a checkup, a well right. checkup, just to make sure we don't even have to feel bad. Right. right. We just exactly. go to the doctor, just make sure there's nothing going on on the inside Boy, that we can't yeah. see. Right. Why can't right. we do that with our marriages? You know, mm -hmm. just sit down and say, hey. What how are we? Are we good? You know, is there anything that we could be doing better? Have those kind of conversations, mm -hmm. you know, with your husband, even if he's because, you know, we hear a lot that sometimes the husbands aren't the communicator or not the talker. Well, OK, do it on his turf. <laughs> you know, do it on his turf, find the right time, the right setting, you know, mm -hmm. not as soon as he get off from work and he's frustrated or whatever, to have these marriage checkups just to make sure that things are going well. Mm -hmm. And I think that that will expose selfishness and mm -hmm. also alleviate it. 
Yes. I believe yes. that, you know, once you have those marriage checkups and you see what you could be doing better. I mean, because like you said, when we're at work, we have evals every year. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> to see what to see what you're doing good and what yeah. you can improve on. Do that exactly. for your marriage. Yeah, exactly. do that for your marriage. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, what would you say to I know your group is um military wife? What would you mm-hmm. say to the military wife that um because we'll 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 post all this in your group okay. <clears throat> as well. And okay. so what what would you say to military wives and um that because I know sometimes it's a struggle because sometimes the husband is is deployed or somewhere or TDY here, this, there, or whatever. And sometimes they might not always be together. Uh, have, have you ever experienced uh, deployment from your husband where he's been? Absolutely. 15 deployments. <laughs> 15. Well, you experienced 15 a lot. 15 deployments. What was, what was your great, what would be the great takeaway that you would want to lead to those women to not to be discouraged, how to keep the marriage strong, because you right. know they say that a lot of military people end up in divorce. Yes. They say a lot of military people end up in divorce because mm-hmm. of that. But uh, what was what would be your strong point that you know was the glue that held held y'all marriage together? Okay. And you so really I have, want to encourage those. Yes, I have two things that I tell. Um, the military wives and women in general, because uh, some of those that are in the military group are not military spouses, but, you know, work with the military. But I tell them all the same thing. Two important things. The first thing is in order to be a great wife, you must first be a great woman. Mm-hmm. Number two, do not lose yourself inside of your marriage. Um, I find that the ones who struggle the most have did that. They have lost themselves inside their marriage or they have just not de- had personal development to work on the woman that they want to become first. And not saying that that's a bad thing because most of us, especially in the military, were married right out of high school. So we didn't have time to develop that woman before becoming a wife. And then becoming a mother. So the woman mm-hmm. just kind of got pushed down. And now we're wife and we're mother. And now we're alone. Trying to find ourselves. Trying to find ourselves. So that's what I tell them. Let's work on, you know, becoming that great woman. It's not too late just because you're married. You know, find what you like to do. Don't lose your goals and aspirations because that has been the one thing that has helped me through these 15 deployments that I've been through. Um, Yes, my husband was not here and I had to manage the kids by myself, manage the house by myself, all of those things. So I get it and I understand. The one thing that has helped me though is because I'm like, I just wasn't put here on this earth just to be a wife and mother and that's it. Mm -hmm. Like I'm here to do more. I tell women, okay, what is it that you like to do? What are you passionate about? Some say, oh, well, you know, I like making cupcakes. Okay, make cupcakes. And if you are, you know, thinking about a business, make cupcakes and sell them on Facebook Marketplace or make cupcakes and go out in your neighborhood, go to another uh, spouse that's there, offer Mm -hmm. cupcakes. That's building Mm -hmm. relationships because you've got to take whatever you're passionate about 
And you've got to develop that thing, no matter what it is. That's going to help you to overcome those times where you're alone, where you feel like I'm married, but I'm single. Because that's what it feels like. You're married, but you're single. So, um, you know, those times that my husband has been deployed, I tried to really just, okay, I'm passionate about writing. So started writing books and um, get working on my 11th book. Now he's here now, but he's getting ready to leave and I will finish it while he's gone. Because Mm -hmm. again, I'm still going to work on me. And then of course, there's the piece of the moving. We're always moving. So I tell women, Mm -hmm. have a portable hobby or a portable career, something that no matter where you go, you can take with you. Right. You can do. Yeah, you can do because you still have to work on yourself. And, you know, those that like myself are right out of high school and married. Think about going to school. You know, Mm -hmm. the military has really made it easy where you can, you know, get all sorts of help to enroll in school. You can do online if you have kids at home. I did online um, Mm -hmm. for my second degree. You know, I did online because, I mean, I'm home and it was COVID and, you know, so. But my thing is, don't lose yourself inside your marriage. Say, yes, I'm married and I'm a wife, but I'm still a woman. So let me let me try to roll my passion. Let me try to, you know, while my husband's gone, I'm still married, but let me do those things that is not only going to benefit my marriage, but benefit me. So when he returns, he's going to see a new and improved me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because each time my my husband come back, he was like, what'd you do this time? You're doing what? Because I'm like, I'm, they call me the busy bee. (laughs) Because I'm just, I just don't want to get stagnant. I just don't want to not do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand that not everybody has that type of personality. But again, you have to find your passion mm-hmm. so that you won't lose yourself inside your marriage. You've got to tell mm-hmm. yourself, I'm more than just a wife and a mother. You know, exactly. I want to I want to thrive in life. I want to thrive in my marriage. Right. Yeah, exactly. So. That's, uh, you know, I always tell women that in order to be a good, a good uh, wife, you have to, in order to be a great wife, you have to be a great woman and never mm-hmm. to lose yourself inside your marriage. That's, 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 that's power. Cause I think a lot of people, you know, and I say a lot of people you have, and this is why I try to encourage young people in marriage. Find, like you said, find yourself, you yes. raising your children, you trying to build a career, you're doing this, but still find you spend time yes. with you do Absolutely. that self-care do that yes you and your friends do that while you're married and yes. then not only that you and your husband build a build a strong relationship yes Look, children this is our date night yeah we're going here <clears throat> we're doing this because Absolutely. if you don't you're married in a grown apart mm-hmm. you focus all on children yes all on jobs. Yes. When the children are gone, mm-hmm. you two looking at you two looking across the table at each other like, who are you? What? Yes. Because hey, we're empty like nesters now. Yeah, we're empty nesters. Yeah. And when we became empty nesters, thank God that we had had enough date nights when the kids was there that right. we knew how to at least have a date night. And we had to learn how to do other things. Like we had to learn how to cook for two instead of six. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but exactly. we at least knew how to 
have a date night. And it, yeah. and you're right. You have to learn one another all over again. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's important to while you're married, focus mm-hmm. on your marriage as well as focusing on yourself. Yes. Focus on yourself. Find what you're passionate about. And yes. uh, a lot of people, when they get older, the children is gone and mm-hmm. they start to feel like it's something I'm supposed to be doing, but I don't know what. But yes. you, I just encourage people to seek God for their purpose. I believe Absolutely. that God has given us all a purpose. And your career, your career might not be your purpose. You might be trying to line it up with what you have did in your career life that might Absolutely. be totally that might be totally totally yeah. different you know yeah. with me with me focusing on women they had nothing to do with my career I've been retired right. 10 years I worked in the federal court had nothing to do with women Absolutely. but I knew but I knew when I, I started focusing on what I really want to do when I retired so yes. I was always listening to marriage um videos and reading up on marriage and books and and all of that so when I retired I knew what I mm-hmm. wanted to focus on yeah and and God when God give you something you seek and he give you he'll 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 give you the direction because you yes. know you be trying to figure it out no that ain't me no I can't do mm-hmm. this no, I am not even on social media no this but God right. he, he'll lead the way he'll lead he'll lead the way that he will. That he will. Because like you, I I started off in the legal field. You know, I worked for a law firm for 20 some years. And then, you know, now I'm in behavioral health. But I was like, yeah, I'm not trying to work with women. <laughs> and I used to run. I actually used to run. I knew when women wanted to talk to me, I would see them in the commissary. And I was like, man, I don't feel like talking today. I just want to get these girls to get out of here. And so I would run. And one day I ran. And when I'm pushing my cart and I go down a whole different aisle because I'm trying to get away from him. How about God just brought her right around, right in front of me? <laughs> and I had no choice but to talk to her. So don't be like me. Don't run from your calling, ladies. <laughs> so I'm like, you. it wasn't what I planned to do, but, you know, God had to lay it on my heart. There was no one there for you when you was going through, when you was learning, because again, I was raised by my great grandmother. My grandmother, great grandmother and mother have all passed. So a lot of things I had to learn by trial and error, like the unrealistic expectations. <laughs> but um, so, you know, I'm I'm very passionate about helping women now. And I, I think I even was then, but I wanted to do it on my terms. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, it wasn't something that I planned to do, but it's like, you know, God, you put this seed in me. Let me help plant it in someone else. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when you were speaking of self-care, self-care is is so detrimental. Yes. Even when your husband is not gone, self-care is still detrimental. Yes. So yes. many women do not know how to self-care. Right. And so I, you know, I'm big on always trying to help them do that as well. I purchased a Bible uh, called Sisters in Faith. And I spend time, you know, going through that Bible because it's also a devotional and learning different things to help reflect and help have self-care for, you know, for myself to just right. become a better person. 
you know, mm -hmm. a better person, a better woman, get closer to God, you know, ha keep having that relationship with God because we need that as well. We have exactly. to have that relationship with him in order to have one with anyone else. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Is there anything else you want to leave our listeners with? Our women, our queens. Um, you know, I just tell you, ladies, this you have people like Coach Vance here and myself, you know, and there are so many, I'm sure there's so many other mentors yeah. and coaches. Don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to say, you know, hey, sis. I'm not sure how to handle this, but maybe you do. Maybe you can, you know, can guide me or give me some nuggets. That's what I call mm -hmm. them. Just, you know, if you could just drop a nugget for right. me. But don't wait until things are so bad and then yes. reach out for the tools. Mm -hmm. I tell people like this here. Tools are made to use before the problem gets bad. Mm -hmm. You know, get those tools so you will have them handy. For example, if I know that I have to put a picture on the wall, such as this one, I know I'm going to need a nail and a hammer. Let me go ahead to Walmart, Target or whatever and buy that nail and that hammer before I even start trying to hang the picture. You know, right. don't wait until the picture is falling on the floor and it's broken. Now I want to go and try to get glue, nail, hammer, all this stuff. It's too late. They're not too late, but it's going to be harder. It's going to be right. more challenging. Exactly. So, you know, seek like Coach Janice and myself to get those tools to put in your marital toolbox so mm -hmm. that you will have them. So when conflict arises, you'll be like, aha, I know what this is. This is going to take effective communication or mm -hmm. this is going to take forgiveness. You know, have those tools ready because conflict mm -hmm. is going to come as long as we're inevitable. Yes, as long as we are human, we mm -hmm. even even animals have conflict. <laughs> Exactly. So yes, ladies, I just say get those tools so that you will have them available. You know, even if yes. conflict never comes or you think it may never come, at least you'll have those tools. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes. Wow, Coach, I really, really have enjoyed you and you have shared so many great nuggets. I know that those listening to the episode, they have something that they can take away. And don't well, just take it away, you. lady. Share with share this episode with others. <laughs> this episode will be out Wednesday. When, what date is Wednesday? 29th. The 28th, isn't it? 28th. I believe it's 28th. Because I haven't Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday, mm -hmm. yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday, 28th. This episode will be out on uh on uh Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh I will share the link and everything and um you can share it and you'll be able to share it in your group. And we're yes. hoping that somebody, that's what it's all about. It's not about us. I promise you, it's not about me. This is not something I just want to do. But it just right. to encourage and, and help and help other people and where people can see that they are not the only person going through certain things. Right. You right. Know? That's that's really what my group is focusing on to encourage. I try to post something to encourage women and where other women can come in and share, you know, their struggles or how they got past something else. Because what you've gone through, I might not never had, had to go through it. So um, ladies, share the episode, share the episode. You know, we'll spend hours and hours and hours um, 
on social media and nothing is wrong with it. I'm definitely not putting it down because that is my platform. Uh, so, but sometimes we need to grow and listen. You know, we won't take time to listen to a podcast or we won't take time to listen to YouTube. Something that's going to help us grow. So ladies do that. And I do thank you all, those that are continuing to rock with me. I really appreciate you because I, I, I can see my report. I can see um, my listeners. And I do appreciate y'all so much. Coach, will you please let them know how they just can get in contact with you, your your sure. website or your what's the, your group name or sure. your book or whatever? Sure. <laughs> Excuse me. So the um I have two groups that is on Facebook. The first one is called Wife Talk Military. And the second one is called KIP Coaching. KIP stands for Keep It Positive, because those who know me know I am all about positivity. <laughs> KIP. You know, I, I, you know, I didn't know you had that. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know of that one. Okay. Yes. K, it's called KIP Coaching. Okay. And it's for military and civilian wives. So, and even the Wife Talk Military. We have, again, we have civilian wives in there too. We, I have people that just said, I, I just want to follow you. I just want to be in your group. So, and some work on a military base or some have retired from the military. Some are just, um, they have husbands or spouses that are with the fire department or police department. It doesn't even matter. You feel free to join because it's not all military related. It's, okay. you know, things that can help marriage period. And the right. KIP uh, coaching is the same. And of course, my email is wifecoachmelissa at gmail.com. So those are the three main platforms. I am on IG, but I don't use an Instagram. I don't use it as much as I do Facebook, um, but I am on IG as well as free to be me 17. Okay, wow. Yeah, I'm 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 just now trying to where well, I started mostly for my traveling business yes uh, instagram and now yes. i'm trying to get back now i'm trying to get back on it i'm trying to get back right you know right but i'm like I a, I, i'm like I, I need to focus on one thing but i notice a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people be on instagram you know they yes. see those pictures or whatever that gets yes. their attention and so i'm i'm i'm, I'm working on i'm working on right <laughs> Most of my most of my younger followers are on Instagram, and then most mm -hmm. of my older followers are on Facebook. Right. So I try right. to do both, um, but you know, Facebook is the one that I started my platform on, so um, I use it more than anything. Okay, okay. Well, I just want to say thank you. I have thoroughly enjoyed you. <clears throat> I have thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed you. Oh, I have been inspired. Well, I thank have learned, you. Thank you. I have learned from you because I'm always open for learning. I'm always Me open too. for learning. I'm always open for learning. So you have definitely been a blessing. And again, I thank you. And ladies, I just want to say thank you for continuing to rock with me. Remember, these podcasts comes out on the second and the fourth Wednesday. On the second Wednesday, it's usually just an audio is where I do the uh, podcast. And I did last month on no, not last month, two weeks ago on Elevate. Elevate, that was the word, Elevate. And if you haven't heard that podcast, go back and listen to it. And this podcast would be out Wednesday. 
share, share, share. It doesn't cost you anything. Listen to it and share and try to get something that you can take away from it and share with others because you're like, no, I don't need to share. No, I'm not going to sit in here. Oh, no, her and her husband doing good. Oh, they don't have no problem. You don't know what people are going through. This people don't true. tell everything. And yes, if you're looking at social media, you can't go by social media because everybody paints a beautiful picture on social media. If you look at social media, you wouldn't think nobody getting a divorce because they right. they posting these happy pictures of them and their husband. They posting what the husband done bought them. They done posted them where they done went out to eat. They done posted everything about them. Then next thing you hear, they're getting a divorce. And you're like, right. whoa, I thought that. So you don't ever know who it might inspire because people paint these pictures on social media. You never know who going through anything. So share, share this episode because I That's know for nice. a fact that there's some great takeaway. And I'm going to close until next time, ladies, you be blessed. And as I always say, I always try to leave a person better than you found them. You all have a great rest of your day. And thank you, coach. And I will be emailing you tonight. Thank you, Coach Janice. Thank you for having me. It has been a real honor and I have learned something too just from talking (laughs) to you. So thank you so much. You're welcome. And I'm going to email you a flyer and that's what we're going to be advertising that is coming out with. So I'm going to email you a flyer. All right. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Women Majoring in Marriage podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to like, subscribe, leave a review or comment. You know, all that good stuff that helps other folks like you find the podcast. Please come back every month on the second and fourth Wednesday for new episodes. You can also find Janice on our website, www.janicevance.com, where you can order her book, Women Majoring in Marriage. And for more fun content, be sure to check out our Facebook group at Women Majoring in Their Marriage. Also, if you have any questions or would like to reach out, feel free to send us an email at themarriagemajor at gmail.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.